Welcome back to Reality at the Twist. I'm Ben. I'm Gunner. I'm Gabriel. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Dylan. And today I am super excited to have you all here. Uh, we're definitely going to be doing an interesting one today. Um, now, typically, Reality with the Twist, we cover educational topics. Mm-hmm. We talk about all kinds of things. We talk about history, science, statistics, whatever you can think of. Yeah. Even among us. Yeah. Even, Even among, among us. <laughs> but today, what if I told you that we're going to be contributing to education? <gasps> Whoa. What? We're naked. Yes, yes, we're getting naked and taking <laughs> pictures and sending them to each other, right? <laughs> Please, 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 if please, only. please. Oh, maybe for the I mean, finale. We we still can. I'm I'm totally down. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I am too. I'm not going to object. Guys, my mom said I can't. I asked. <laughs> Darn it! Then I can't do it either. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I got you guys down, covered. <laughs> I'll send the news I've already took of you guys. Oh right. great! Awesome. Well, thank you. <laughs> okay, gentlemen, we can sort this all out after the podcast but today i'm going to be conducting a study on the impact of creative freedom and limits on story writing wow that's a great idea thanks boys i'm the only one that said it and you said thanks boys (laughs) (laughs) thanks everyone take a bow (laughs) okay so what does that mean exactly well I've prepared each of you with similar but varying writing prompts that you all wrote short stories about. Okay. Uh, these prompts had increasingly restrictive limits, such as requirements for the theme, setting, or characters. Okay. Uh, I made sure ah. none of you guys have spoken with the other boys about your task to figure out what was going on or what this episode was going to be. So, are you all with me so far? Absolutely. I yes. am. I am enthralled. Okay. Yep. Good. Okay. So how this episode is going to go is you're all going to read your stories in a randomized order. Okay. Nobody is going to know what your prompt is until after all the stories have been read and ratings have been given. And by ratings, I mean every time a story is read, you're all going to privately text me a rating from 1 to 10 of how good the story was. Wow. Um, And I'm going to calculate the average story. Sorry the average score for each story and then we'll rank them and then I'll compare my findings with the prompts you were given to see if there's a trend or a correlation between creative freedom and story quality. I That's am pumped. really good. I am pumped Same here. For this. this is really question question uh, host question host. Yes, Dylan. Um so let's say it gets to our prompt. I'm guessing when it comes to the voting uh, we just send you a text saying not voting just so that we don't give ourselves points. Good idea. Like, yeah, like when you tell your story, you mean? Y- yeah, or like when Gabe tells his story, he can't just like text you saying 10 out of 10. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah that, would, uh, that would be the way to do it. Okay, cool. I already know I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. So, um... And the, by the way, the scores that you all send me will not be read out loud and nobody else will see them but me. So be totally honest and don't worry about any of that. This is research, so we can't skew the data. Okay. Okay. So are we also leading like feedback? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not going to really be part of the study necessarily. That'll just kind of be, we're all going to talk about the stories that each other tell and 
you know, we tell each other comments and stuff like that. So we're not going to text you 8 out of 10, I liked how he blank, blank, blank. I think, is that, we're not right. going to, okay, just, just the number. You'll text me 8 out of 10, and then once the person is done telling the story, we'll just, you know, leave our thoughts. Sounds good. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So the final step before we get begin is I want us all to hypothesize. Um, so, for example, I'll tell you what my hypothesis is for this study. I think that with a higher level of creative freedom, so, you know, less limits, uh, story quality will be higher. Uh, okay. You guys may think differently. Maybe you think that with more restrictions and, like, more instruction, maybe the story will be better. Or maybe you just don't think that there will be any impact at all. Uh, but I just want to know what you guys think, so um, I'll give you a second to think and then start sharing. I... Like, our hypothesis, because I already I kind of have one already. Yeah, go ahead. As do I. Um, I'm, think, I'm thinking, creative, I think creativity is like, it grows with more limits. Because uh-huh. you have to think outside of the box in what you're given to more creative solutions. I agree. And so I think, I think the more limits that are placed on us, the more humanity gets more creative. I absolutely agree. I think it'll look a little bit more like a bell curve almost, like where creativity is like the, the y-axis and uh, uh, and like limits are the x. So like it, it'll – like the, the with the bare minimum of like guidelines, it won't be too creative and then there will be like a sweet spot. But then if it gets too restrictive I, – I agree – I absolutely agree with thinking outside of the box and I think that's absolutely correct. But like I think if it gets like egregiously restrictive, then there's only so much you can do. So my null hypothesis is that as um, creative freedom increases, there is no effect on uh, story quality. But my alternative hypothesis is that as (laughs) creative freedom increases, story quality also increases. Okay, so you you really believe that story quality will increase as as creativity increases? Wait. So you said yes. your your alternative hypothesis is as creativity increases, story quality will increase. Uh, yes. Okay. Basically, I I side with Ben. Okay. I, okay. But, okay. Yeah, Fair. Right. Yeah. But your null hypothesis out. is yeah, nothing will happen. Okay. Okay. I get it. <laughs> my, I, I was just whipping out my stats. Yeah. Exactly. I'm in stats now. So <laughs> guys, my brain is kind of hurting. <laughs> My hypothesis, it's more, mine's built on a more deep research psychological level on all of our uh, minds. Mm-hmm. We're all too simple. We're going to hear a story. It's going to be way too funny. It's going to be like real, like dumb funny. And we're going to be like judging that as like a 10 out of 10 story. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we, can, we have to make sure it's not the funniest that we like the best. It's just like the most creative. The highest quality. Yes. The highest caliber. Yeah, this, this ain't like apples to apples, guys. Yes. We're like, Apple to poop. <laughs> oh, Dylan Wade, Dylan Wade. I, I feel like our sample size for this study is too small. Yeah, this is uh, this is step one in a, uh, a lot of major, major steps that I'll be taking after this. Oh. I, I feel like from this particular experiment, we may be um, seeing a little bit of undercoverage bias. Yes, I agree. No, there's, to- there's, to- uh, uh, there's totally bias. <laughs> Yeah, I, I believe. According there's... to Bill Nye and the scientific method, this is proof. 
<laughs> yes, the man who knows all, Bill Nye. Isn't he a mechanical engineer? Okay, sorry. <laughs> Are we ready for stories, guys? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, let me spin my wheel here, and we'll decide who's going first. Okay, if add a spin. What, 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 what? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no. Yes, Dylan. <laughs> Dylan spitting. <laughs> Joe, oh, Joe Biden type. What? <laughs> okay, can you can you replay that clip of Dylan and make it into a trap beat? <laughs> yes. Okay, here it is. Okay, if add a spin. Wow, that was so good, Gabe. I couldn't have done oh, it any better. Oh, man, that was, that was funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of Dylan, Dylan will be actually going first. Nice. So, all right, Dylan. <clears throat> so, Dylan. I, I, I could just read my story? Yeah. Yep. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely put a lot of time into it, and I, a lot of structuring. Um, so here we go. My name is Popo. <laughs> I live in the big jungle. In the big jungle, I live with my friend Baba. We are friends. We've been friend for two years. I am two-year-old Bobo. Every day in the big jungle, we like to swing from the tree and play in the bush. Baba like to play prank where he play dead if he fall from tree. <laughs> That's silly, Baba. He is so silly. But keep in mind, I'm acting as a chimpanzee. <laughs> Though the big jungle is no fun sometime, there leave a man, the big man we call him. The big man is mean. The big man play joke on us, not silly jokes, mean jokes. The big man like to give banana, but then we eat, we have fire in mouth. The big man like to put fire in the banana. The big man like to make mad out on us. He hurt us when he get hurt. He hurt us when he get angry. He hurt us when he sad. The big man is a broken man. But a broken man he is. The big man is still a mean man. And when big man hurt us, it only make us more mad. One day in the big jungle, Baba and Bobo think to get away from big man, we need to move further into the jungle. So we move. Baba and Bobo make a move to head to far side of the big jungle. The big man found. The big man more angry than past. Me and Baba have no choice. Fight the big man. Bobo punch. Baba tug, Bobo bite, Baba twist, Bobo push, Baba drag. The big man climb tree to get away. We no climb, we faster than big man. The big man at edge of branch, Baba tackle. Baba and the big man fight. They fall. Bobo climb down. The big man no move. The big man gone. Bobo, wake up Baba. Baba no move. He is so silly. That silly Baba. I keep moving to get to edge of the big jungle. 
I move through the bush. I hit a rock. Rock as big as wall. Rock feels smooth and hard. This is a different rock. Rock has weird picture that look weird. Rock has picture of Bobo and Baba. Bobo look up. See rock go to the sky. Bigger than the tree. Bobo wait here for Baba to stop being so silly. Rock needs to to climb. And that's my story. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. That was an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It was probably one of my be best pieces of literature. Uh, the story title is called uh, Rock Need Two to Climb. <laughs> oh. That's, that's insane. Well, can, we make, can we make children's stories out of this? Can we what? I mean, I, I probably wouldn't, but... <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Yeah, the wow. The Bobo and Baba cinematic universe goes a lot deeper. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. That's interesting. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Well, much. I'm not supposed to Thank say that. Or wait, we're not supposed to say yeah. that we like it. Dude, uh, yeah, it yeah, sucks. Yeah, yeah. Stop saying your opinions. Stop stating your opinions. <laughs> All right. Well, Gabe, insert a uh, round of applause. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Are we, are we are we doing like suspenseful music like over the stories as we read them? No, I'm I'm just I'm gonna let the stories speak speak for themselves. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and what he means is that Gabe is too lazy to add music. And no, it's because I feel like it'd be corny if I added music to some of these stories because they're not my stories. So I, I don't want to like Gabe. add artistic merit to something that's not mine. You know. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Gabe. Yes. Can I get a bruh, please? <laughs> bruh. Can I get that smumbling again real quick? Thank you. Gabe, add a spin. What, 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 what? I want a kissing sound effect, Gabe. Oh, I want it to be my kissing sound effect oh, that I made. I want a sucking sound effect. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no more. <laughs> okay, let's move on. All right. Next up is Mr. Gabriel Bickle oh, with his story. Okay. okay. You guys ready? Yep. I am. For this story, we find ourselves in the jungle. Which jungle, you ask? The famous Iowan jungle, just about 20 minutes south of Des Moines. Produce the chimpanzee is currently writing her resume and hopes to get a job at the local jungle jewel tree. Unfortunately, due to inflation, it is now the jungle jewel and 25 cents tree. Produce was uh, the salutatorian at her chimpanzee school, and especially excelled in making various primate noises and eating banana. She's hoping her good monkey grades and rich, rich extra chimpicular activities, like climbing trees and doing little backflips, will help her chances at getting the job. What we haven't yet learnt, learned about Produce is that she's actually a teen mom. Chimps reach sexual maturity about the same age humans do, and just like humans, Produce found out about sex online rather than from her parents. Who are both dead, by the way. Yes, it is very sad that our orphan teen mom produce was dealt the card she has, but she's trying to make the most of it. She loves her son, Coffee, to death and is willing to do anything for him. But she's had a remarkably hard, find, hard time finding a job. Coffee is only two years old, but because he's a chimp, he's actually already pretty unbaby-like. Like, he's still relatively stupid in the grand scheme of things, but he can hold a conversation for the most part. Because of this... Produce is keen on taking him to the workplace with her and having him help out at the job, wherever she ends up working. 
Also, there are no child labor laws in this part of the Iowan jungle, so it's chill that she wants to do this. In fact, she thinks having coffee to help out at the Jungle Jewel and 25 Cents Tree will be a great asset in getting her hired. So we rejoin Produce as she gets her little chimp business casual clothes on for this interview she has set up. Her clothes consist of a large leaf that she's using as a hat, and that's her entire business casual attire. <laughs> Coffee, being two years old, isn't expected to dress up for this. There's only one thing that won't get off Produce's mind, though, and that's the poop incidents. Chimps infamously like to throw their poop, and for some reason Coffee is especially addicted to the act. Produce, being the loving mother she is, doesn't give Coffee a taste of his own medicine, as her natural instincts would suggest. Instead, she has a gentle, nurturing, disciplinary ritual set up where wherever he throws poop, instead of, instead of yelling at him or making him sit in the corner, she smacks the shit Bruh. out of him. But that still hasn't completely stopped Coffee from doing it. He still insists, uh, instinctually throws his poop in stressful situations, which has Produce worried. Interviews are extremely stressful, but Coffee is her biggest asset for getting the job. Iowans love child labor almost as much as they love being mediocre. Produce and Coffee get to the Jungle Jewel Tree and find her interviewer. Immediately, Produce's heart drops. The interviewer is a jaguar, of which Coffee is terrified of. Coffee clutches harder on his mother's chest and buries his little head into her. Produce, in her tender, motherly voice, whispers, <laughs> Produce walks up and gives her interviewer a firm handshake. The Jaguar introduces himself as Jagger, and clarifies he is of no relation to Mick Jagger. The interview continues as normal, and Produce, Produce's hopes are high. Jagger seems to be taking a liking to her, and she believes the job is in the bag for her. That is, until Jagger switches his attention to Coffee. Coffee up to now has said nothing, and has only been burying his face into his mother to calm his nerves. But he is startled out of his trance by a large, growling voice. So... What's your na name, little guy? Jagger says. Coffee starts to panic and thinks he feels something coming. Uh, uh my name is, uh, C Coffee, Coffee says. Ah, what a cute name for a chimp. Tell me about yourself, buddy, Jagger continues, unaware of the grave mistake he's just made. Coffee tries his, be his best to hold himself back. Produce knows what is coming but can do nothing about it. All within a second, Coffee's hand rotates back behind him, and his hand is promptly filled with his mother's worst fear. With his hand full, he starts to cock it back, in preparation to throw. But before he can make the toss at Jagger, his mother's instinct kick in, and she starts swinging at Coffee. But she miscalculates and accidentally smacks the smelly surprise, squishing it between both of their hands and sending it all over the room. Jagger's pissed at this point, and in a fit of panic and rage says, We want child labor. Not unruly little brats who can't control their bowels, and mothers who think it's funny to send the mess all over the store. Now we have to clean up your son's mess. Get out of my store. Now! So Produce and Coffee leave the store, still jobless. Although this is now the fifth time this exact scenario has happened, Produce won't give up hope, and will try the exact same thing tomorrow, at the local Jewel General. And that's my story. <laughs> Holy wow. cow! I, I I will neither confirm or deny if I like the story. <laughs> Same here. I guess there's really not a lot of room for comments. <laughs> no, no. Not until the thanks, end. Ben. Yeah, until the end. That's a good point. Um, that that was. Thank you, Gabe, for that story. Um, 
I'm currently getting your score down in the books. Why, thank you. Uh, I am just waiting. Oh, it just came in. Let's see. Here. Vote from the President of the United States. <laughs> yep. One out of ten. No, Biden. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Colts lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Was anybody surprised? <laughs> 2008 news. The Colts lost the Super Bowl. What happened? Okay. All right, guys. We've got two left, and the next up is Gunner Johnson. All right. All right, you boys ready? Yes. Yes. I was born ready. Me, 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 me. Pants on or off? Uh, pants off, preferably. Uh, you're you're gonna understand why. Okay. (laughs) All right. It was the summer of 1987. To most, it was a normal July 4th holiday, but to the family of George and Regina Yonkerson, things would take a turn. George and Regina were a normal suburban family. George sold liquid uranium to the Soviets, and Regina was head of the Australian Outback Cartel. What makes this family so special this holiday season? George and Regina had an adopted son, Delmar. Delmar wasn't like most people. Delmar was a chimpanzee. Delmar lived the life of most young human boys. Every morning, Delmar's father would speak to him. Good morning, Delmar. Delmar replied. However, tragedy stuck, struck on July 2nd of 1987. Delmar was showering when he noticed a mass. Out of fear, Delmar quickly confronted his parents. Delmar exclaimed. What's that, Delmar? A cancerous mass in your lower left diaphragm, Regina said in shock. We need to rush you to the hospital ASAP, responded George. The Yonkersons rushed to the hospital where Delmar rolled in flying on his driver medical Silver Sport 1 wheelchair with full arms and swinging away a removable footrest. The Yonkersons simply just had this lying around, and Delmar insisted since he was ill. After being admitted, Delmar was quickly rushed through several MRIs, where Delmar was then diagnosed with stage 3A hepatocellular carcinoma. Rightfully so, the Yonkersons were devastated. Delmar looked to his parents. George and Regina looked at each other, then back at Delmar. Of course you'll make it, George replied. There was absolutely no certainty Delmar would make it. Roughly one month passed after Delmar's diagnosis. For a routine checkup, Delmar returned back to the hospital. Another MRI was taken. Mr. and Mrs. Yonkerson, may I speak with you? Requested the doctor. George and Regina Yonkerson exited Delmar's room. I'm afraid the cancer has spread, painfully said the doctor. It metastasized! George and Regina exclaimed. I'm afraid so. Delmar only has a few more weeks. The Yonkersons were devastated and painfully dreaded for the day Delmar passed. After a few weeks had gone by, Delmar's sickness had worsened. <laughs> Screamed Delmar. Per Delmar's request, the plug was pulled. Funeral arrangements were made, and the family rested, Delmar in the Titan Casket Veteran Select Steel Casket Army Handcrafted Funeral Casket Black with a black gold-lined interior and army head panel. <laughs> Before Delmar was adopted, he served two years in Indonesia. Family members from all over gathered to mourn Delmar. Regina's Australian side of the family came from overseas. George's family from Iowa also came. The Soviets had a moment of, held a moment of silence, and the U.S. held a 21-gun salute. 
Some guest appearances, including Michael Jackson, John McCain, Princess Diana, and Muhammad Ali were even made. Even some of Delmar's good chimp buddies from the war came, including, but not limited to, one chimp, two chimp, red chimp, blue chimp. In the great words of Delmar, Rest in peace, Delmar. Rest in peace, Delmar. All right. Thank you for the story, Gunner. Absolutely. I can see you guys are all putting in a lot of work into these, and I am loving to see it. <laughs> yeah, you said you'd murder our families if we didn't. Yeah. Like, hey, can I have my can I have my parents back, please? Uh, well, it depends on the score you get. I'd probably say. Oh. Can you can you delete my social security number from your Instagram profile? I I. <laughs> the faster, the better. <laughs> we'll talk about that. After. <laughs> okay. All, All right. right. Well, that that takes us to the final story with Mister Andy Crumble. Well, aren't you going to spin the wheel to find out? <laughs> yeah. Uh, here, one sec. Jeremy. Whoa. Whoa! Whoa! I didn't see that coming. I'd like to solve the puzzle. Yes. All right, here we go. Once upon a time, in the Milwaukee Zoo, more specifically, in the Southeast Asia exhibit, was a fearsome crocodile. Everybody loved Mr. Crocodile. They thought he was terrifying and and feared that he could devour them. They were correct, but luckily there was six inches of glass between the patrons and Mr. Crocodile. Mr. Crocodile loved the attention. He was so fearsome. He loved seeing grown men shudder at his sight and their kids pee their pants. But what Mr. Crocodile loved more than anything else was the plaque over his exhibit that read, Milwaukee's Animal of the Year. It was his treasure, his heirloom, his most prized possession. One day he woke up and stretched, ready to give the patrons a show of his fearsome prowess. But something was off. There weren't as many guests as usual at his exhibit. Strange, Mr. Crocodile thought. Must be final exam week for the kindergartners. Maybe the adults must be busy with filing taxes. It is April 2nd, after all. A young, curious lad came up to the glass and pressed his stupid face up to it. His nose squished to the thickness of a pancake. His breath condensed over the glass. He was ready for a show. Mr. Crocodile cleared his throat before snapping his jaws at the kid. The kid jumped back and began to cry. Mr. Crocodile let out a chuckle and delighted in his winning. Then his mother came up to the kid. She grabbed him and held the brat, comforting him. Do you want to see the new red panda, she asked. Red panda, Mr. Crocodile thought. As she walked off, Mr. Crocodile swam over to the glass and strained with his poor eyesight to see past 30 feet. To his shock, there was a crowd across from his exhibit that had all the attention. Behind the glass was a tiny red panda. The thing looked like a raccoon, but the people just loved it. The red panda didn't even do anything with all the attention around it. All it did was flop over and expose its juicy belly. The crowd went wild. Even Mr. Crocodile had to admit it was pretty cute. He hated it, though. Days went by and the crowd continued to grow around the red panda. They now only gave a half glance at Mr. Crocodile before leaving. They no longer peed themselves at his snaps. All right, everyone, the zookeeper intern Jenny said one day. I think we have a new Milwaukee animal of the year. 
the intern walked over to Mr. Crocodile's exhibit and pulled the plaque off and began to walk over to the helpless-looking red panda. Animal of the year, Mr. Crocodile thought. To a helpless chump like the red panda? This can't be. Mr. Crocodile couldn't take it anymore. In his fury, he jumped and smashed through the glass, clamping his jaws onto the intern Jenny's leg. People ran away, terrified. Oh dear, oh my, a zookeeper said. It sure doesn't look hunky-dory. Arnold, you gotta grab the elephant rifle. We gotta save Jenny. I was so close to finishing my bachelor's degree, Jenny cried out. Wow, Mr. Crocodile, that's some strong teeth you got. Mr. Crocodile heard a voice from the exhibit next to him. It was the red panda. I sure wish I could do what you do. What do you mean? Mr. Crocodile asked. Well, I wish I could scare everyone off like you did. I personally don't like the attention, and it makes me nervous when everyone's staring at me. I tried scaring them off by rolling around, but they just let out a bigger awe and wouldn't leave. Wait, you weren't trying to take away everyone from me? Honest no, I'd rather have everyone back at your exhibit. Got the elephant rifle, Randy, the zookeeper said. Thanks, Arnold. Randy aimed the rifle at Mr. Crocodile's head. Now hold still. Wait, I released the intern Jenny, Mr. Crocodile said. I'll go back. Let me fix this. The zookeepers didn't understand. No! Click. Oh, gee, golly, old boy, looks like we have a jam. What the pickle that puts us in, the zookeeper said. Oh, thank goodness. Both Mr. Crocodile and Red Panda sighed in relief. Red Panda, Mr. Crocodile said. Maybe we can work together. We can team up and become the greatest duo this zoo has ever seen. We'll rival even the greatest animals of the zoo, the polar bears of the Arctic, the high and mighty giraffes of the savannah. We'll be the greatest world. We'll be the greatest the world has ever. Oh, gee, there we go. Got the jam fixed. No peanut butter needed. <laughs> Get it, Arnold? Jam, peanut butter, PB and J's, and crustables on me after this? Just shoot him already. Oh, all right. Ow! That's the end. Snaps. Snaps. All right. All right. I have no opinion about that. Zero opinion. <laughs> Absolutely none. Head empty. <laughs> okay, we'll see. We'll see what these scores indicate here in a minute. All right. I will say generally you guys really impressed me. You guys are all very good storytellers. I'm afraid to test my limits. Oh, yeah, that's true. You guys all sucked. That's more no like opinion. it. <laughs> oh. Guys, this was a first draft, and there needed to be several edits made. Yeah, like, come on. Personally, I wouldn't publish Rowling any of these works. You think J.K. Rowling made Harry Potter in a day? Yeah. Nah, man. Oh, you're right. I can't right. read a book in a day. All right. Wow. <laughs> I have calculated all the scores. Okay. Uh, and okay. if, are you guys ready to go over my findings? Yes, please. Yes, do yes. It, yes. Okay. So the order of prompts goes like this. Actually, you know what? How about you guys just go ahead and read your prompts in order of uh, less restrictions to highest restrictions. So, uh, Jeremy, if you'll go ahead and pull out your prompt. Jeremy had right. the least amount of restrictions, so the highest amount of creative freedom. All right, so mine said to write a story, a short story about an animal. Okay. And that was it. Wow. All right. All right. I tried then... to poke and prod, but Ben gave me no more information. Jeremy's final score was 
out of ten, seven. Woo! Not bad. Wow. Okay. All right. Now, next up, Gunner, will you go ahead and read your prompt? Sure. So it's, you must write a short story about a chimpanzee that takes two minutes or longer to tell. Include a sad theme. And Gunner's final score was also seven. <laughs> Woo! That no hypothesis. <laughs> okay. Next up is Gabe. Would you go ahead and read yours for me? Yes. You must write a short story about a chimpanzee that takes two minutes or longer to tell. Include a sad theme. The setting must be in the jungle. There must be at least two other characters in the story. And Gabe's score was 7.3. All right. And Dylan, you had the most restrictions, so the least creative freedom. Will you go ahead and read your prompt? Absolutely. So, you must write a short story about a chimpanzee that takes two minutes or longer to tell. It must include a sad theme. The setting must be in the jungle. There must be at least two other characters in the story. There must be a death in the story. And it include a plot twist ending. Plus, it had to be from a first-person perspective of the chimpanzee. Wow. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot. <laughs> Dude, you did really good with that, though. Yeah, seriously. Well, the scores indicate differently because Dylan received a six. Really? Whoa! <laughs> what? <laughs> wow! You're joking. I must have been an outlier. <laughs> <laughs> so, our scores indicate that um, creative freedom, really, it's kind of hard to tell because uh, Gunner and Jeremy are on the lower end of the spectrum, Um uh, well, sorry, the higher end of the spectrum of creative freedom. Uh, they both got an average of seven. Um, and then on the higher end, we've got the highest score and the lowest score. So that, so, that kind of matches my, my, my kind of curve hypothesis. I, th- I don't know because I feel like the, seven, the difference between 7.3 and 7 is pretty insignificant. Yes, it yeah, is. It's very it minuscule. Because like, an out of 10 scale is like huge. But what? But it is different. So it like right. the the graph goes up a little bit and then goes down. Which yeah, I don't know how much we're allowed to talk about what we personally voted on the stories. But um, I'll I, leave that totally up to you guys. I mean, I don't want you to, to force you to say anything. Or I'm gonna force you. Who made? Who voted for my story to be a six out of ten? <laughs> I personally don't want to talk about it because I don't want anybody's feelings getting hurt. That sounds like a good idea. Ben, I scored yours one. Hiring PIs. (laughs) That that was a really fun experiment. That was a fun experience, though. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. What did you you learn from this? Uh, We need a larger sample size. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which, obviously, I'm going to let the host deal with this stuff. Yeah, this is probably as far as this experiment is going to (laughs) go. So... so, so here's the thing too i think it's also based on like experience as well like some of us have written other stories before Mm -hmm. and i don't know some some, like this might have been like the first for some of us this might have been like the first story that we've ever written so maybe if like i don't know somehow we can get like uh some authors or something to to recreate this experiment yeah that'd be cool i think we'd have some 
magical numbers happening. Well, John Green lives in Indianapolis, and Francesca Zappia went to our school. So basically, I mean, just just send him get him email. on the podcast now. Uh, hey, Gabe, can you ask John? <laughs> yeah, can you write well, a story? <laughs> And I was also going to recommend that for our stories, maybe having a public pool on the Reality of the Twist Instagram to let the viewers decide who they thought had the best story. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Uh, I can, uh, yeah, should I, should I just do a story poll? I'll do a story poll on uh, my personal uh, account as well. And I will share it. I Actually, no, I probably shouldn't share it around. There's people who don't listen to the podcast who follow my Instagram who should. They should listen to Reality yeah. of the Twist. For real. It's a great podcast. I, I've been there. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm glad you guys enjoyed that. I had a lot of fun listening to your stories and just seeing what you brought to the table. Mm. Um, but now that the main segment of the story, or sorry, the podcast is over with, uh, I think it would be fitting to move on to perhaps... Uh, I'm feeling some weird news right now. I don't know about you guys. All right, time for our weird news. As always, this is taken straight from the Associated Press. A very short story we have for you today, and it goes very well into uh, my next segment, so I will just go straight from this to our next segment. Driver gets a $553 ticket for driving with snow on their windshield. This happened in Washington. A Washington State Patrol trooper issued a $533 ticket to a driver Sunday after the person drove more than five miles with their vehicle and windshield almost completely covered in snow. Uh, the trooper said that they received a report about the person driving erratically along State Road 16 south of Bremerton. When pulled over, the driver reportedly told the trooper that their windshield wipers weren't working. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, so that, of course, the next logical step would be just drive five miles like that on the inter- on the uh, uh, state road, near a state road. Dude, so yeah, got 500. He, must have been, he might have been late for work. I guess, but even if you're late for work, I'm not going to drive if I can't see a single thing. Um, and then the trooper obviously urged people to remove all snow from their vehicles before hitting the road, which takes us to our car fact of the day. I don't know if you guys knew this, uh, but it's almost winter. And with winter comes snow. I know it's tempting to just scrape off your windshields and go, but it's actually your legal responsibility to make sure the following areas are clear of snow and visible before taking off. All windshields, all windows, your hood, your roof, headlamps, tail lamps, indie indicators, and all of your mirrors. Uh, Just anything necessary for driving needs to be clear of snow, including your roof and including your hood. If you don't clear all of these places of snow, you can get pulled over and ticketed. So definitely wow. take the time in your uh, in your morning to get – it's easy to forget the headlights. It's easy to forget the mirrors, but make sure they're all clear of snow. Did, have any of you guys known this? Like did, did any of you guys like take off and without clearing every single like piece of snow from your from your car? Um, I, I typically try to. Sometimes when I was driving my old car, it was hard to get to the roof. Yeah. And so – I couldn't get snow off of the roof of my car. I, d- but... I don't think it's super heavily enforced. I think if it's like there's a foot of snow on your roof, uh, then yeah, they're going to pull you over. But I, I don't think it's like super heavily enforced. But I'd still do it just for safety. And to respect Ladies the Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Send the cops over to Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you know, it was nice knowing you guys. See you in prison. Yeah, oh, I hear the sirens in, in the distance. <laughs> All right, well... 
Thank you, Gabe. Those are some, uh, that is some weird news and very actually helpful tip. Yes. Um, how about we go ahead and uh, hear our drug fact? Yes. Sure. So today's drug fact's a little different because it's not so much about a drug. It's just a pharmacy fact. Um, and it's not so much a fact. It's just a request. So um, we're coming up on a new year and a lot of people's insurance changes on the first. Um, so please uh, make sure you get that sorted out with your pharmacy. And then you're going to notice your pharmacy is going to be busier. Um around the beginning of the year because we're also changing everybody else's insurance. So just be patient with us and just understand that we're not only trying to help you, but we're also trying to satisfy everybody else with their insurance. So Nice, yes. Yeah, makes sense. Nice. Yeah. Does that happen? Does that a lot of frustration typically? Yeah, the, the, the beginning of the year is our busiest time of the year. Hmm. That's when most insurance plans change. Okay, yeah, all right, well, everybody listen to Gunner. Um, I I think I'm ready for the Roblox game, Dylan, if you have one prepared. I, of course, have a Roblox game prepared. Who do you think I am, John Travolta? <laughs> uh, John Travolta does anyway. not have his Roblox game prepared. <laughs> John Travolta does is not a Roblox user, and he does not have a Roblox game prepared, but anyway... The game I'd like to talk about this week is a game by, hopefully by the time this episode releases, is a very big popping off thing on Roblox right now, which is RB Battles. Have any of you guys heard of RB Battles before? No, I have not. I have not. RB Battles is, the concept itself is a tournament that is designed for YouTubers. Uh, I believe there's like 12 of them that compete. And the main goal is to become the champion of that tournament to win 2 million Robux. Now, where does this, where does a common player fall into all of this, this whole YouTuber tournament theme? Well, every year with RB Battles, there is a hidden scavenger hunt. And in the 12 participating experiences that are part of the RB Battles main game, three of them have hidden items in them that you can go now and claim by solving hints or solving puzzles and finding out hits hints through many social media uh, avenues. Whoa. Describe it. All this leads up to a big finale in the main RB Battles game for you to win the Hood of Heroes. Hmm. Very nice. Hey, quick question. Yeah, what's up? Uh, Could the reality with a twist crew, you know, we kind of have a little bit of a presence on YouTube, but would we be able to, you know, hop on there and join in the tournament? Unfortunately, you have to have at least a million subscribers, which we do not have, and it's also been decided like months out beforehand. But next Dang. time, one's hosted, I'll I'll talk with someone. I'll talk with someone. <laughs> try to pull a few strings. Pull a pull a few <laughs> strings. But anywho, if you guys, if you listeners at home want to hear more about RB Battles, look up RB Battles on Roblox, Google, Twitter, YouTube, whatever, and you'll find out more about it. All right, very cool. Thank you, Dylan, for the Roblox epic. Team. Um, next up, I believe Jeremy has a new unique segment now that he is officially on the podcast. Yes, Jeremy. Um, burger review. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right. I'm be honest. I don't have a segment. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it, Jeremy! I gave you ten hours to prepare. No, you didn't. I did not. It was today that I found out about it. Okay, I can't come up with anything today. 
Man really said burger review. You didn't have a burger. <laughs> All right, oh today we're gosh. trying out the Dairy Queen burger. Um, it's a solid, I, I say, 4 out of 10. Get the blizzards. Burgers ain't worth it. <laughs> uh, you can cut that part out. I'm, I'm kidding. Um, I'll have no, a, I'll have a segment next I'm, week. I'm... Be- I'm I'm doing the edit. I'm gonna overwrite Gabe's whatever edits. That's staying in. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I, I mean, I do have ideas for a segment, but um, that'll be next next week that I'll introduce Stay it. Stay tuned, everyone. Definitely. All right. Are we ready for the uh, Ooh, final local part artist of the, of the week? Oh, yeah. Why do you sound disappointed? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not disappointed. I'm disappointed in myself that I totally yeah. forgot the what local artist. What a horrible artist. host. <laughs> Guys, I have big news. We're what? re-shouting out a classic friend of Reality with a Twist. Oh. Because they just came out with a new album. Can you guys guess who it is? Northwest, uh, Northwest. Yes, it's Northwest. Yes, yes. yes. So they just came out with their al- album Heaven from Athens just like a few days ago as of recording this. And um, I've been thinking about shouting them out again, but today I just decided to ask see what they thought about it, and they were a huge fan of the idea. Um, honestly, every single song that I've heard so far is a freaking banger. Uh, they definitely wanted me to play Campfire Nights. So let's take a listen to that. You guys ready? Yep, I'm so ready. So this is Gabe in Post. Since recording this episode, I've listened to the album in its entirety, and I cannot recommend it enough. Uh, I really wanted to listen to more of this album before I really just shouted out the entire album. I wanted to get kind of a full album uh, perspective and a full album review. Uh, Northwest is constantly developing their sound, and despite the lyrical meanings of the songs themselves, you can hear confidence oozing from the production of the tracks. Uh, The entire album almost sounds like a memory, in in the best way possible. The dreamy guitars combined with the wistful lyricism in the vocals, as well as the tight, light-footed drums create a faux innocence that kind of feels like coming to terms with a misplaced nostalgia. At least that's my take on it. The song 2004 is, is especially enjoyable for me, as I believe I'm in the ideal age group to derive the most meaning from this record. Um, the entire thing just fills you with this sense. It, it's very hard to describe the feeling, but just this very... Uh, um, introspective and vulnerable feeling and i absolutely mean that as a compliment campfire nights the one we are promoting on the episode is of course it's still a must listen and we'll get into that a little bit more later um 
but Northwest just keeps getting better, and this really is a giant leap for them. Please, please check them out. The uh, link to the Spotify page for the album is in the description, uh, and follow them on Instagram. All right, back to the episode. All right, what did you guys think of that? That was absolutely insane. Absolutely, I completely was. agree. Fire. Their set. Their, that's very ironic, Jeremy. But their sound, I feel like, is developing, like seriously. Something I've, I've loved about them is how, like, you can literally hear, like, I could almost hear the fireflies <laughs> in the background of this one. It was insane. Um, it's just such a such a great feeling. This entire album is just, oh my gosh, I, I can't praise them enough. So please. Please go check out their new album, Heaven from Athens. Uh, they are a friend of Reality with a Twist. And, oh my gosh, I am so impressed. Tell them Reality with a Twist sent you. Yes, please. Actually, do do that. That would be, be awesome. It would. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, after listening to that, I definitely am going to listen to the rest of that album. Yes. 100% same i have it added to my playlist already they also yeah, okay like so this so is this is unreal oh sorry go ahead jeremy i just said it was, it, it was like so nice and so surreal mm-hmm. sounding i loved it so there's another song that i didn't talk to him about this one but definitely also check out my first tumbleweed and northwest had a single together called shell it's really good so listen to that one too no way no way yeah they they, they they did they did a, a group thing and literally in the beginning of the song you can hear a dog bark but it's just a guitar it's freaking crazy oh i, I love them what? they're awesome so two super talented groups coming about coming together that is one of my new favorite songs so this is the my first tumbleweed. This is the, huh? Sorry, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. You started talking first. You go ahead. <laughs> um, I was just gonna say this is one of the biggest indie crossovers we've had <laughs> for the century. Oh my gosh! All right. Well, that concludes our local artist of the week. All right. Are we ready to get on with uh, the final? segment what are the odds uh, i think i am yeah i think yeah. you too all right let's do it who wants to go first not it not it not it okay i'll go oh okay all right so this one was one that i i had written down as i was coming up with some ideas but i think this one's very funny Dylan. Yeah. What are the odds that you remake famous vines to post on like Instagram, your Instagram story, and you do it shirtless? <laughs> <laughs> I was with you on the famous vines part, and then you hit me with shirtless. <laughs> So that so now it's like a hundred percent chance, or um, I'll say twenty. Wow, the one thing that's killed me is just the effort that it would take to recreate a various amount of famous vines. But here's the thing, I I I'll, I'll help you out with it. Okay, I'll be okay, the king. I'll say fifteen. Okay, all right, I'll count down. Three, two, one, Nine. eleven. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but before we get any further, 
uh, I think Gabe was hoping we would forget, but we still have to get through his sardines uh, yes. from last oh. week. The, the only reason I haven't mentioned it yet is because it's in the other room, so I'll have to leave for a second. <laughs> Shoot. Okay. okay. Do, do you want me to do that now? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. All right. I'll be right back. I'll get a fork, too. So does he just have to eat the sardines? Yeah. Like ASMR style? That would be fine. Okay. What Gabe doesn't know is that I've flooded his basement with shells, macaroni, and cheese. (laughs) He he just comes back. Guys, you're not going to believe what's in my basement right now. (laughs) I'm feeding Gabe and his families for the holidays. You, oh, you can make a really good, like, thumbnail with that, you know, with, a, like, a red circle around his basement. His face just shocked. And then, like, the big white text saying, you won't believe what I did to Gabe's basement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You found what in Gabe's basement? You <laughs> <laughs> found what? Oh, gosh. Welcome okay. back, Gabe. I'm back. All right, Gabe, so, uh. What flavors did you end up getting? I got the classic three, mustard sauce, Louisiana hot sauce, and soybean oil. Soybean oil? Soybean oil? You got got that suey bean? Yeah, I got (laughs) it. Oh, gosh. Am I doing this now or are we finishing the odds first? Um, let's finish the odds. Okay, yeah, let's okay, finish, okay. Let's wrap up the odds. What if we just eat it during the odds? No, I want I want to do my reviews. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah there's like a whole other thing to this. Oh, sorry, I must have missed this. All right. Um, I'm gonna go with Ben. Yes. What are the odds that you go to your messages app and text your fifth contact, no matter who who it is? You have to say, and I quote. I'm sick of your lack of hygiene. You smell so bad. Period. Oh. And you and you cannot say anything anything about it until the podcast is over. Oh, can I can I look at who it is before I say my odds? What do we think, gentlemen? No. No, I say no, no too. <laughs> okay. Man, that's that's I I really hope it's not like <laughs> like somebody in my family um, your grandma <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, 17 17 wow okay, okay. alright 3 2 1 15 4 oh, oh. Nards. let me see who my 5th person is yeah I'm is, curious <laughs> It's my mom. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that would have been Man. so bad. Um, okay, I, I guess I'll say my odds next. Okay. All right, so, Gunner. Yeah. What are the odds that the next time you have you go through, like, a McDonald's drive-thru or whatever, after you, like, you're grabbing your food and whatnot, you got to play outro music. <laughs> I think you know what to do from there on. Oh, man. Um, like 15? Okay. I'll okay. count down. Three, two, one. Three. Five. Oh. Okay. Um, Jeremy. Yes. 
what are the odds that you record an entire song and we upload it to our podcast? Like for local artists of the week? Yeah. No. Oh. Okay. No, no, no. No, it's Gunners. I was just going to say it's its own upload. Like there will oh. just be like a little intermission and it's just Jeremy singing a song. Oh, that's fun. I, I, like, oh, that. Yeah, I like that too. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll make that a six. All right. Okay. Oh, wow. Three. I'll count down. Oh, okay. my bad. No, you go. You okay. Go. You Three, it, you two, one. Two. One. Oh. oh also guys you know what i just realized what what all of us forgot that dylan was supposed to be saying <gasps> jesse oh before every next episode, next episode, next episode. Next episode. that would have sucked for this episode anyway yeah, yeah. you're right <laughs> jesse my name is bobo <laughs> <laughs> i want to go into a perfect 10 if that happened <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we will do that for next time. Yes. I'm going to put it in the, in our chat right now so we don't yeah. forget. Yeah, it's a good idea. All right. <laughs> uh, all right, Gabe, are you... Um... Wait, did I ever ask an odds? No, you didn't. Gabe. Yes? What are the odds that you have to eat all of the sardines that you have with you? By when? By the end of the podcast. Oh, three containers of... <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say three. <laughs> three? three? No. Um, I'll do ten per container. I'll say thirty. Okay. All right. So how's this going to work? Like, you, Are we doing four separate odds, or are we just doing one big one? One, one I... big odds. Okay, yeah. okay. Then I'll count you guys down. Okay. Three, two, one. Two. Five. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Dang oh, gosh. It. All right. So, typically, since all the odds did not hit, did everyone go, by the way? I think everyone yeah. went. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, typically, since we would do uh, descending odds, Gabe's already having to do the sardines eating, so do we want to do a descending odds, or do we just want to let Gabe do his sardine eating, since that technically is a punishment? Uh, we I are running pretty descending. short on... You want to do descending? Oh, no, no, no. If we're running short on time, that's okay. Yeah, we're running a little bit short on time. Uh, we're almost to an hour already. We're like 59 minutes, so... Oh, my. What do you guys think? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Let's just do Gabe's. Okay. So, what are we starting with? Mustard, hot sauce, or soybean oil? Soybean yes. yes. oil. I knew you guys were going to say that one first. Dang it. Okay. So, these are Beach Cliff brand sardines served in soybean oil. Uh, they are in a cute little... Aluminum container you probably heavily associate with sardines. Best by February of 2027. So, you know, if I don't like them, I can keep them for a little bit. Um, Bumble Oh, this is by Bumblebee. Okay. So, yeah, let's get into it. Three and a half ounces of pure goodness. Oh, they look so good. Do they oh, still they have the eyes? They smell even better. They smell. Um, let me send a picture. It smells like tuna if it farted. <laughs> um, so let me <laughs> let me send you guys a picture of this in the group chat real quick in the Facebook group chat, uh, so you guys can see. What I'm, lo- I'm not looking forward to this one, guys. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yum yum! <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh. 
Dude, does it have the scales on it? Yep. Oh. They're oh. not. Oh. All right, I'm taking a little bite. You guys, ready? Yep. Yeah. All right, cat food. Here we come. Okay. Nah, you ain't saying okay to that. It tastes like very, very tender tuna. Not oh, bad. And, and it has like a almost a salmon-y thing to it. Not good salmon, but like it's like very, very tender tuna with a salmon-y thing. It's not bad. Quick question. Quick question. Unrelated question. Uh, how much protein's in that? Oh, I think they're very high in protein. Very. Is they're actually like a superfood. That is some bulking food right there. I might I'm take sure, it. I, I guarantee it is. Yeah, not horrible. All right, that was soybean oil, so that's like the most normal sardines I'm going to have today. So hot sauce or mustard after? Mustard. Mustard, okay. You guys are very... I actually... I, I've had these, and they're actually really good. Okay. In, well, in my opinion. Again, Beachcliff brand, wild caught. Go to beachcliff.info for more information, guys. Oh, it looks like a cat puked in it. Cool. Boy. It smells like honey mustard. Okay. Well, it's mustard sardines, so it's... Yeah, and sardines famously taste like honey. Okay, getting a little, getting a little spoonful, forkful of this. You guys ready? Yep. Right. Yes. Yep. Oh, hell yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's genuinely pretty good. Ben, you have good taste. Thank you. Yeah, would I eat it ever? No. But <laughs> am I very pleasantly surprised? Yes. I'm actually going to go in for another bite. Oh, right. dang. He got in for more. Yeah, that's the mustard. Oh, by the way, these are all $1.14. And these were for the name brand. So that leaves the Louisiana hot sauce. That's our last one. Oh, gosh. My room's going to smell like this for days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yum yum. What a looker. Alright, this is the Louisiana hot sauce. Which seems like actually it was a very popular flavor. I cannot even like describe to you how tender these are. They fall apart. Alright, last one. Oh my god. Hands down the best one right there. Really? Oh, wow. That was really good. Like for what it is. That one's really good. I'm going for another bite again. Oh my. Oh, oh yeah. This ain't right. much of a punishment. Thinking. Yeah, I was going to say. Thinking about this is just like making, putting my stomach in knots. I'm getting so Same. nauseous just thinking yeah. about it. Okay, oh so if I had to rate them, soybean oil, 4 out of 10. Mustard, 6 out of 10. Hot sauce, 7 out of 10. Huh, okay. Yeah. Pretty good. How does it feel that the sardines got higher ratings? Than... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't want to talk about it, Jeremy. It's a hard. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a sensitive subject. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it sounds like it sounds like Gunner is suffering most from this odds. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, no more sardines going down the hatch. Ben, I would highly suggest you try the Louisiana hot sauce ones because that genuinely tasted good like i can see i can see putting all of these in like a tuna salad and nobody being able to tell the difference wow yeah. nice 
Okay. Oh, well, you hear you heard it here, folks. Sardine review. Yeah. They're very cheap. Yeah. Very healthy. Yes. And um, not hey, they smell like garbage, but other than that, they're okay. All right. Yeah. Thank you guys for for uh, cooperating with my study today, and uh, just for everything. I I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah. It was yeah. Very this fun. is a this is a good one. All right. Oh, yeah. Our next our next uh, host is Jeremy. Correct. <gasps> Burger review. Burger review. Do you, do you have a teaser <laughs> you want to give us or uh, still work? Um, on? I have the. I'll have to go over the teaser with you guys to make sure it's good, but no, I do not have a teaser. Okay. Alrighty then. All right. Tune in next time for Jeremy's first hosted episode and to hear Dylan say Jesse before everything he says. <laughs> Jesse, I'm gonna get started on it right now, Jesse. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Ben. I'm Gunner. I'm Gabriel. I'm Jeremy. Jesse, I'm Dylan. <laughs> and we'll see you in the next episode of Reality with a Twist. Bye. 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 Bye.